Welcome, everyone, to our free wheeling and dealing episode of Maybe Next Year, the podcast that has been slowly trying to quietly replace some of its hosts behind their back without them knowing. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. And I'm Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Paul's gone now. <laughs> it's Sebastian. He's on the pod. Oh, wait. Sorry. Paul came back because. Oh, yeah. I'm he, Paul. He, <laughs> we had a I found out. I found out this plot. I should have said I'm Baker. That would have been funnier. But that would have been, yeah, Baker Mayfield is welcome on this podcast immediately. At any point that Baker Mayfield wants to join the show, he can dial in. We'd love to talk to him. Possible um, future Josh Allen backup, Baker Mayfield. Well, look, we'll we'll get there because I, <laughs> I had a I had a great idea of him sort of like the rest of the league like not trading for him, not because I dislike him, but just like to stick him stick the Browns with two huge quarterback contracts. But anyway, we 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 can't start there. Look, it's been free agency. It's uh, the draft is coming up. Um, look, there is so much stuff in this podcast. There's no way we're going to talk about what we're interested in in the draft. Okay, but it is coming. Um, free agency is insane right now. Um, I, I had likened it to Paul by saying it's like spring fever and like post pandemic joy and like, I don't know, all rolled into one with a, with a, a dash of um, crack cocaine, I suppose is the only drug yes. that would truly make this happen. <clears throat> um, let's start by talking about who the bills have brought in, um, which as of 48 hours ago, was almost nobody <laughs> and then things got real nuts real quick um von miller edge rusher from the la rams yeah that von miller yeah, Super Bowl the, MVP the, the von, von miller? miller yeah yes six years 120 million 52 of which are guaranteed um it is not a real six-year contract it is a it is a three-ish year contract with many void years which I don't fully understand, but right now it seems to be benefiting the Bills, so I don't really care. Um, but he comes in and is the marquee player uh, that I think the Bills have truly been trying to sign since Brandon McBean, Brandon McBean, uh, McDermott, Scottness have uh, been on the team. I feel like they've made a couple of swings at really big players, and they finally got one who wanted to come here. And uh, top of the list of the reasons why was Josh Allen. So let's go to Scott first. Scott, you, you of course, received this news several hours after us because you are in the U.K. Um, how are the Brits handling the Bills going <laughs> signing Von Miller? It's definitely a big shock. We got a lot of we got a lot of angry Rams fans um, flouncing about their their stadiums, very peeved. Um, no, that's not happening. Um no, I mean it is. Um, I'll I'll say yeah, two things. Yeah, I mean I think um, the last off se- the last off season, maybe the last two, really just the last one. The t- two off seasons ago, we had just gotten. I think we had traded for Diggs that that off mm-hmm. season, right? Yes. So that that is a that is a good you know swing for the fences. Like we gotta win now, kind of move. This is this is that obviously. This is a. Um, it is 100% a win now move. It is 100% a, a move that we needed to do. Um, I think I was a little what for those who listened to the last podcast, and I was talking about firing Leslie Frazier. In some ways, I was in favor of firing Leslie Frazier because we can't fire the whole defense, and I wouldn't want to because there's a lot of good players there. But just we had seemed to done so much 
that it would be hard to to lose all these investments and not reshape the whole defensive line. And they basically started to do that, as we'll get to more later. And obviously, the the critical piece is Miller. Um, I think uh, the the I think it's it is um, you have to make these kind of moves. I would say not to put too much hope on it, but I think we had to. Um, I can go into this season knowing we swung for the fences, and this very much seems like I would say the Reggie White move yeah. for the Packers in '95. Yeah. I mean, I think that is it is it is it tracks a lot in my head of the the kind of wild and crazy but uber talented quarterback um, that that needs the last piece of the puzzle on the other side of the ball. You know, Hall of Fame potential edge rusher, obviously Reggie White already you know, no doubter. Von Miller probably on his way there. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to kind of seal the deal and give you a chance for a really good couple of years um, where you're going to get that Super Bowl. You're going to cash in. It's going to happen. Um, obviously, you still have to win the games. You don't win the, the games in the offseason. But um, we can go I can go comfortably into the season. If we lose, I will say we did everything we could. And I wasn't sure I could really say that last year. Maybe we were trying and it just didn't work with J.J. Watt for money or whatever reasons. But uh, now now we don't have the doubt. So that's it. Let me um, just follow up quickly before we turn to Paul, because I like what you said about Frazier. I think you can't. This is what I was thinking, and maybe you agree. You can't run the Leslie Frazier bend but don't break defense with Von Miller. He's he's not here for that. He is here to break you, right? Like this is the the pass rush problem now needs to be, and in in, in effect, almost is over, right? Like. The, you I expect get, yes. you expect yeah. him to get home and you expect him to disrupt and like there should no longer be excuses for why we're not getting sacks or more pressures, right? 100%. No, this is this is the move um like we were saying a couple weeks ago, like we had a lot of B players on this team, B plus players on the defensive line, guys who are good um good role players good starting NFL lineman, but no one who you had to plan your offense around. And now you have someone like that on the team. Now everyone has to plan around what are we going to do about Von Miller? And that opens things up for Rousseau, for Oliver, for Epinesa, for Basham, whoever you want to pick for, you know, Jones, whoever we're going to pick. That is, that is a hundred percent. And it doesn't, it means that we can now like Frazier's defense will blitz when he has to, but I think that's not, that's never been our forte. We've had to do it because we, haven't been able to man- manufacture pressure with the front four. We've had to just hope that it would get there. And then if it didn't, we had to start blitzing. And it wasn't really clear that we ever really um, were effective at it um, the way that a team should be. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's 100%. Like the defense, I mean, we were already the number one defense last year, but that didn't really mean anything in the Chiefs game. I think this this year, obviously getting twice in a row first year, you know, first in the NFL defense, that that's meaningless. The important thing is, winning the playoff games against the best teams in the league. And this, the, the team is now built to do that. I mean, it's, it's pretty much there, you know, whatever injuries happen, games go the wrong way. Those, those things all happen, but the, the team is a hundred percent in the place to do that now. So you, the, the, you have to have the, the Super Bowl or bust now. That's it. Okay. He said it's Super Bowl or bust. Uh, Paul, please, uh, with your thoughts on, I mean, Von Miller leaves the Super Bowl winning Rams to yeah. join Buffalo, right? Like, yes, it the, doesn't the get Los bigger Angeles, than that. It, it's not even the St. Louis Rams where you're saying this, like, well, it's <laughs> right. 
You're leaving L.A. in the be- big, beautiful stadium to play in the crappiest stadium in the NFL, plausibly. Yeah. And, you know, that says so much about how far this organization has come that any player would want to do that, especially when we know there was a competitive offer on the table from the Rams. I, I think Scott and-, and you both hit some of the the high points of this signing. This and Now you're not depending on Russo and Basham and Epinesa to all emerge. Now it's like, OK, one of you guys do something. One of you guys grow into the the edge rusher that we hope you can be. Because on the other side, we have a guy who had kind of a slightly off season last year with nine and a half sacks and four sacks in the playoffs and freeing up Aaron Donald to, you know, wreck the middle in in even greater fashions than we believed. And we thought we'd already seen Aaron Donald wreck the middle as much as he could wreck the middle. And now Ed Oliver has opened up to Quan Jones has opened up. The whole new one technique is opened up. You are going to have a situation where a guy like uh, Boogie Basham or Shaq Lawson is going to struggle to make the team or even get snap or possibly even get snaps, even if they do make the team, because you're mm-hmm. saying we're all in now. And heck we're, we're not even running out the possibility. Jerry Hughes could come back on a minimum deal. You know, if he doesn't yeah. get what he likes out there, I could see him saying, I've made hundreds, tens of millions uh, with the Bills. I have a chance to see it through. I could do that. But this is this is that guy. This is that star player, that number two overall pick between Newton and Marcel Darius, I believe he was picked. He's he, can, he will change the scope of the entire defense because he has to be accounted for. And Frank had circulated to us a, a chart about how many double teams that players get. And with Ed Oliver just practically off the charts, that can't happen anymore because you can't be doubling Ed Oliver every time if you've got Von Miller standing next to him. The wide-scale impact this will have on the whole defense and then, by and large, the whole team, maybe this will actually be a number one defense, not in-name only like it was last year when it had crummier competition, but uh, in terms of the actual talent on the field. And this is easily, I would say, the most exciting free agent signing by the Bills in, in a decade since the Mario signing. Yeah, I mean, that yep. the, the comparison is Williams, I guess. I would say in some, way, in some way, though, this is a little different because with Williams, I felt like the team was um, trying to get to the cusp of the playoffs in some ways. Like they thought this is the thing that would get him into the playoffs. Now we're already in the playoffs, and so the goal is now the Super Bowl, and this is trying to get us there. So in some ways, this is a more the, – the excitement is bigger. It's a yeah. bigger deal. Than just, I mean, Williams was a big deal, and obviously was a huge contract at the time. But, but that was to try and get us to respectability and playoff contention, not to put us, you know, basically, I, I don't say head and shoulders above the whole league. But it's, it's, I, I can't imagine we're not the favorite at this point. We are according uh, to Vegas, yeah. Yes, we are. The other, the other guy that came to mind was Terrell Owens, which again was different because he was. He was another piece more like Williams in that it was a shorter deal, obviously, too. But that his idea was like, well, we can get the offense over the top here like we needed to. Like, we're close, and if we could just get some more scoring, you know. And he certainly had the star power, but, uh, again, the team was in a wholly different place. And here you have, you have like, a, a mini Tom Brady effect happening where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like, this super great marquee player wants to win the Super Bowl – Again, as it turns out, and so he he sized up the team he just won it with and another team and said, no, I think Buffalo is going to between money and, and what else is going to give me the best chance here um, or at least good enough in relation to his money. He is not the only person that we've added to the team, though, and so we need to kind of move on um, from Miller, who really is the centerpiece of the defense. But the 
the the middle of the of the the front line's been changed, guys. Uh, you got Daquan Jones, um, two years, fourteen million dollars. Um, he's uh, I don't know what, I don't know why there's a picture of a car in the agenda. You know why? Kind of, because I keep forgetting when I put car in parentheses for Carolina, it converts it turns it into into a car. car. Right? He comes from Carolina. <laughs> that makes sense. He Tips. probably drove here, so that's why that's why there's the car. Tim uh, settled from Washington two years plus a void year at nine million dollars. I'm gonna have to brush up on void years because we haven't really dealt with a lot of these. Um, so that's the middle, right? And you and and while we're talking about it, uh, and I'm sorry. Also, uh, no, okay, we'll just go with the new people first. We'll do it yeah. in Paul's order. Tim Settle and Daquan Jones are new defensive tackles to the team. Roger Saffold is an older offensive guard, but he's from Tennessee. He's had a very good career. He's on a one-year deal. Uh, O.J. Howard. Tight end from Tampa Bay on a one-year deal. Um, Markel Lee, linebacker and special teamer from the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. No details yet for him, but he is on a one-year deal as well. Um, so, you know, Settle, I feel like in a lot of off-seasons, right, we'd be talking about, well, Tim Settle and Daquan Jones really brought in. They're going to change the line, and as long as a few other people, you know, step up and, and, and uh, bash him grows into his role you know we could have something really special here and we don't even have to do that it's just literally von miller ought to change the entire defense and everyone else including these guys should thrive um so uh certainly better run stoppers um they're gonna get i think someone said like basically you're getting daquan jones and tim settle for about what you were gonna pay starla tulale so or, or it's not quite that bad but it was close um you know, you're you're getting who's now gone, which no, sorry, spoilers. Um, but did anybody any of these jump out to you, Scott, when you were when you were looking at the new players coming back? I mean, I think I mean, yeah, I think it is a um, again, like I, I think I, I would just say I, I do kind of look at it holistically of us kind of, you know, the front four last year on a good day would have been Latulale, Oliver, Hughes and Addison. And they were they were that was an that was a okay to decent um, defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think obviously with with Miller now hot, leading leading the leading the cast um, and Rousseau hopefully taking this tech forward. I mean again at minimum he's a good run stopper. Like Rousseau was already that last year. Mm-hmm. So and then we got another run stopper in Jones and Settle who's had some some decent kind of pass rush moves. Um, I think. If that's your starting defensive line, I think we're in a better spot right now. And that's not even getting to Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson, who we'll get to in a second. So I think it is, uh, again, I'm I'm very pleased that they're being this bold in trying to just say, you know what? Everything we've done for the last two or three years, it hasn't fucking worked. And so we're going to just jettison all this. I don't say garbage because they were good. They were they were OK players. They were they were perfectly good people and decent NFL players, but it wasn't working. And so we needed to get rid of it all and start over, and we did it. And I think that's I think it's a credit to Bean for for having that kind of um, I would say, and I think it's I think it's Bean. I don't I don't I don't know that it's McDermott or Frazier. I think it's Bean of like it's just not working. We we needed we you know the the five um, you know B type players isn't getting it done. We need one A, two or three Bs, and mm-hmm. whatever two or three Cs. What you know. Just just some guys to to fill out the roster, and hey, we we looked into some of these guys that might actually be able to contribute again at a, at a normal level. So 
yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, they're good moves. I'm I'm in favor, and the run defense should get better anyway because Latoulle felt like he was not the same after after the. Clip. I feel like every off season they do correctly identify the problem and address it. I, I, it's kind of like, I mean, you go back to the Houston playoff game. We don't score enough points. Stefan Diggs, right? We we scored an, a bunch of points. We come out, we go, well, we need to be more aggressive. The next year, everybody's more aggressive. This year, right, defensively, we couldn't stop the, the Chiefs at all. We couldn't get in the backfield. Von Miller, right, which I think they, again, with, with, with them trying to get Watt and whatnot beforehand, they probably already had an inkling that they wanted to do that. But here they've done it, so... Anyway, Paul, go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't think, mean to. No, I think, and I just quickly, I'll just talk about the the defense very quickly to emphasize the points Scott did. The very first game of the McBean era, your starting front four was Lawson and Hughes on the edges, and Kyle Williams and Marcel Darius in the middle. Since then, every year through the draft, through free agency, they have invested just a ton in the defensive line. So they are can certainly not be accused of not trying uh, to resolve that problem and doing it. And like Scott said, they are now making every effort to to do so. And and these are probably some of the biggest names they have signed, or, or you know, at least with with Miller. And then two guys they think can handle things in the middle very well with Jones and Settle. Uh, the one technique they blew up. No Harrison Fillell. We'll get to the people who are gone in a minute, but. All new one technique guys. They are really going to try something new with the front four. And then just quickly on dummy years, I want to mention, then I'll shut up is so basically uh, we are new to this concept. This was not something that Brandon Bean was ever doing. Basically it's a dummy season added at the end of a contract. So if you give someone a million dollar signing bonus, uh, let's make it easier math, a $3 million signing bonus. And he's under contract for two years. If you had a dummy year to that, it's only a million a year added to the salary cap rather than a million five. The problem is, of course, after the third year, you just have, you know, an automatic million dollar dead hit on your cap because you right. just avoid you. So, so that was that. I just wanted to comment on that. And apparently with Brandon Bean, now we will get used to those because three of these contracts are void year contracts. Well, he, I mean, I think you had to do it. I think if you yeah. look at what the league is doing and how the league is spending and you wanted to get involved, I think this is something you have to get comfortable with. <clears throat> It's just starting to be how business is being done with these players. And I think, um, thank you for explaining it as well, by the way. No problem. Yep. Did we lose Frank there for a second? I guess. I guess so. He'll be back. So we'll move on. We'll move on to the rest of the defensive line, which to me is, I think, in some ways you could talk about the whole defensive line on its own, right? Because we've got... We, so we've already brought in Settle, Miller, obviously, and Jones. Then we're bringing back Phillips and Lawson from Arizona and the Jets, respectively. And then, obviously, Zimmer probably not coming back, given that he was not tendered, and right. Harrison Phillips moving on. So, like we've said, you know, the complete rework of the defensive line. I mean, Paul, are you are you looking forward to having Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson back? Or is it kind of like, hey, there's Frank. There's Frank. Oh, I, good. You can hear me. Okay. I can hear you now. Sorry. 
Yeah, uh, we're just finishing up on the D line, and I, I would, I yes. am looking forward to having him back. I think Jordan Phillips is definitely going to be on this roster as a depth guy because you know he played really well as depth behind Ed Oliver, and there's no reason to think he won't continue to do that. Shaq, I think, is a little more on the fringe right now. He's bounced around mm-hmm. the league since he left Buffalo. And he's going to battle Boogie Basham. And certainly the leaning would now would be, well, you just drafted Basham. It's only be a second season. You're not going to outright cut him. But I think they are, they're going for it. And if they make a determination that Lawson's better than Basham, it wouldn't surprise me. Or Epinesa. I don't want to give him a pass. It's not like he's shown the world yeah. so far. Yeah. You know, I mean, right? it's it's Miller. I mean, are we going to. So this is a question. What are we going to do with Miller? Is he going to be is he going to be hand down on the end? Is that going to be the plan or is he going to. I That's would a think good question so. because he's because you could really... line him up behind the line of scrimmage, you know, but with Milano and Edmonds. My guess is that you're going to see. I mean, what they're probably doing is looking through tons and tons of Von Miller footage and talking to him about what he is comfortable doing, right? And so they're you're going to be borrowing. He's the kind of guy that, like, even if you know he's coming, it's still going to be really hard to deal with him. So you know, it'll be hopefully. Um, the way that they treat Josh Allen in the offense now, where it's like, okay, why don't we get comfortable with whatever he wants to do? Because that seems to be working. Um, you know, I, I would think that he'll probably mix and match. I, I was concerned that he yeah. was like, you know, as a pass rusher, I'm so used to them having um, uh, pass coverage linebackers, you know, and run stopping linebackers, but to have a guy who really is, you know, there to to apply pressure. Right. You be... could take that Lorenzo Alexander type role where he's rushing the passer a lot, but he's going to drop back sometimes. He's going to come mm-hmm. from the edge. He's going to come from the interior. Uh, they did a good job utilizing Lorax to make the most of him. I wonder if that'll be something similar with Miller. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting just to think because let's say if Miller's on the a hand down, then you're putting Russo on the other end, right? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, and then Epin and then it's got to be. I mean, probably, Basham probably. can flex inside, but mm-hmm. either some combination of Epinesa, uh, uh, who's the other Settle. Guy? You got Settle. Well, you got who your tackles, Settles, right? Yeah. You got, well, yeah, you got Lawson well, yeah. would be another end you could use. You could use, uh, or you could use Basham if you got it. Well, well, maybe, again, like you said, maybe Hughes. Like, maybe Jerry Hughes comes back. Yeah. He gets to play with um, Von Miller. That has to help him. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. So anyway, I guess the point is the number game. I mean, maybe Shaq Lawson can can stick. I mean, I think that's 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 what that leads us to. Oh yeah, he's, 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 he's been a good run stopper everywhere he's gone. So he'll <clears throat> he might. I I would I I would be surprised if he mildly surprised if he doesn't have a role. I think it would. I think be, because between Epinesa and Basham, they both haven't sort of um, shown definitive proof that they're they're going to be really good that at least one of them is expendable if if you think that Lawson helps make the difference up for the Super Bowl if you can win a Super Bowl by losing one of those guys I don't think a lot of people are going to be crying over it so yeah. uh let's go back so we've done the welcome backs uh we've also re-signed a kind of welcome back uh Isaiah McKenzie is back for two years and 4.4 million um Saran Neal three years nine million Terrell Dotson making $895,000 and Jake Kumarau, um, special teams, wide receiver, number five extraordinaire. He's going to make a million bucks this year. Um, uh, Ryan Bates has, yeah. What a weird situation with him. So they tendered him and then 
Minnesota makes an offer. So basically now the bills have to match the offer sheet. But in addition to that, he is now today, as of three hours ago, visiting New England. So maybe New England makes a better offer than Minnesota did. And now the bills have to match that offer. I don't know the limits on these. If they have a week or five days, it used to be five days to match an offer. So, uh, but the bills may have to, may not be set on the interior of their line. Like we thought they might be after the um, uh, Saffold signing. Yeah, if he goes, I mean, then then you're looking Cody Ford dead in the eye. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're just like he won't die. I want. I have watched a Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all nine movies, and Freddie died more easily than Cody Ford has died at any point in his Bills career. I feel like I don't. I don't know how much American Idol you guys watch, but the year that Taylor Hicks won, all he really did was not finish last a lot. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's the thing. They have put a lot of eggs in the Ryan Bates is going to come back basket, it seems like, yeah. with the cutting of Williams and Feliciano, which again, we're, we're looking ahead here. But um, yeah, I, I think, I think obviously Bates did a really nice job the last four games. I, I am fine making that investment with him. Um, and it is obviously a way to kind of keep it cheap by just, you know, tendering the standard RFA kind of deal. But obviously it is, uh, it's a little bit of a risk here. And I hope, I hope mm-hmm. he sees the other moves and is like, well, this team's going to the fucking Super Bowl. So as long, if I'm making the same money, regardless, let's, let's just, I keep my house here and we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, yeah. And worry about the West later, but you know, we'll find out, I guess. Especially if he goes to New England and he's going to get blown up twice a year. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, no, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, it's a good, it's a good bet that he is. <laughs> um, is is Ike Butker still? In yeah, the he's he's still around, and I'm trying to I determine his could, status. Yeah, and, I guess he could also be a guard, and I think guards are a little more accessible than like that was some of why we released um, uh, Daryl Williams was he was a he was basically a guard making he sorry he was a guard making tackle money yeah. and that was the problem like he's a perfectly reasonable guard he just isn't a tackle and we can't pay him like one so i think you know guards you might have a little better chance of replace especially if it's just one right you might have a little better of a chance but yep and i'm looking up ike butker right now and i do not see him on the free agency tracker so i guess he is under contract for another yeah. year i would guess if i can learn how to search no okay yeah. he's a, he's the, oh no he is a free agent contract but he's not signed anywhere december 31st 2021 he had surgery because that's right he was injured in the at the in the game against new england mm-hmm. but so he should he, not be starting for a team that's on a super bowl mission. of course i just wanted one more person other than cody ford i wanted to <laughs> i wanted so my cody. i wanted to pick my poison if i had to pick one <laughs> all right um we also had to say goodbye to a handful of bills um i'm gonna work from the bottom up i think yeah go ahead i'll think sarah mclaughlin's i will remember you in the background while you right do. thank you yeah. every day one bills player gets released into a horrendous <laughs> animal shelter um feliciano is gone i think that speaking of guards um who uh are gone he's one of them he went to the giants um 
as as is AJ Klein. AJ Klein was uh, released, right? These guys were all released. These are the released, yeah, yeah, not free agents, but released. So AJ Klein was released to make uh, some money room, and guess what? We kind of upgraded at at linebacker. Um, Darrell Williams, as we talked about, released. Uh, Starla Tulale just yesterday, um, or or earlier today rather, and that release is all this year. It is not a post June first designation which in short means they're going to eat all of the dead money now instead of spreading it out over two years and and alleviating some of the pain that way. They're just going to kind of take their medicine and be done with it. And Cole Beasley did not find a trade partner. His agent and him had looked to be traded. Uh, they did not find anything or at least anything the Bills wanted to get back for him. So he is gone. Um, we also have cornerback Levi Wallace, who was a free agent, not released. He ends up signing with Pittsburgh for two years. Um, Mitchell Trubisky also in Pittsburgh. He's going to be the quarterback, or he's going. I think he'll have a chance to start. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, yeah. the draft is not really loaded with a guy they're looking at as is guys they're looking at as day one starters. Scott can correct right. me that if I'm wrong, but that's my impression. And then yeah. probably the guy. Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. Did you want to correct him? No, no. I mean, it, it, there's a couple of guys that people like, but there's no. Yeah, exactly. There's there's not a lot of like slam dunk talents there where there was right. a couple of years ago. Harrison Phillips, uh, probably the guy that the I think the fan base is sort of certainly the, what I'm reading missing the most because um, he was he's a solid dude and has a good foundation that's still in Western New York. And people really like Horrible Harry. Certainly not a bad defensive tackle, but. He is taking the money and going to Minnesota, and I think there's no real hard feelings for him leaving. Um, and, you know, the Bills, obviously, he was the first one to go before any of these other signings happened. And for a while, it just seemed like we were down a good defensive tackle. Um, but as of now, like talent wise, I no longer am concerned about having lost Harrison Phillips. I really um, it's funny because I I. Throughout this entire week, Scott, all I could hear you in my it was you in my head telling me about how much money. I, like that's your point. Like we spent so much money on this damn line and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and then we spent 120 million dollars on one guy, and you're like, "Yep, that'll fix it." <laughs> we just we just like tripled down on how much money we spent. Um, but no, I mean, I think I think for me, since I haven't taken the lead on any of these questions, I think the two. I think the guy that I miss the most out of the list is probably Levi Wallace. And that's only because corner really is a position of need. He he's a walk on player who absolutely um, was getting paid very low in comparison to, Mm -hmm. to what his market was by the bills. And that just wasn't going to last forever. Um, And so I'm, I'm very happy for him that he's got, he's earned his way into like a a couple of year contract with Pittsburgh and he's clearly going to be a, a marquee piece for them. And and that's great. And he's a good player. Um, And he was just an excellent corner too. Um, I think that, you know, with some trepidation about Tredavious White and when he'll be back and at what capacity, that's a a concern, but I think the bills are, I mean, I can't imagine they're they're not going to be looking for a cornerback in the, in the first two rounds of the draft here. I think early um, in the draft, you're exactly right. And then for the rest of everybody else, I'm not, I mean, I think Williams and Feliciano again, cause they're at positions of need. I, I, I salute AJ Klein for his, his decent attempts at play. Like I really felt like he gave it a good go and stepped up once or twice, you know, he had uh, a couple good, good games here and there. Yeah. Defensive good player moments. of the week against Seattle a couple of years ago. And Cole Beasley, of course, um, uh, Cole Beasley, uh, he he's part of the Josh Allen turnaround, right? Yeah. So that's great. So I mean, 
personal stuff is I think his legacy in Buffalo will always be both things. He, he will be a an excellent receiver who, even when he was down this year, um, was still able to find open spots and zones. And I'm sure he'll do that with somebody else next year. Uh, and I think his his Twitter COVID stuff will also resonate forever um, because it was just a cultural touchstone um, this these past two years period. So I think we're going to have like lots of imprinted memories of a lot of things from this time that have to do with that. Um, so that is the release players. I would give Paul a chance to talk first and then Scott on anything that they would like to cover with these players before we move on to the AFC East free agency. Oh, boy, this is a, this is a, a, we are giving you your money's worth today. Folks. Gosh. So yeah, the I I will quickly address on the offensive line, Feliciano and Williams. I think with the hiring, uh, uh, rehiring, if you will, of Aaron Cromer, who was uh, under Rex Ryan, this indicates they're going to go more into those zone blocking schemes rather than those man up schemes. And I think they started to do a little bit more of that as last year went on, which is why Bates was in the lineup and Williams was now an inside man versus being a tackle. And so I think them just not being right for this scheme makes those releases go. But yeah, if they don't get Bates back, they're going to have to figure out a hole there. Beasley, uh, exactly right, Frank. I mean, he had three great years in Buffalo, uh, 82 catches each the last two seasons. He, you know, is that guy who could always get open, find that soft spot on the seam. Big third down guy. He finishes his Buffalo career with 124 first down receptions in, in three seasons, uh, not even counting the playoffs. So, yes, uh, but it was also the right move to let him go. He is going into what will be his, uh, he'll be 33 next month. Uh, receivers are going to, we saw it with Emmanuel Sanders last year. Maybe he has a, a little bit left in the tank, but receivers, once they start getting to this age, they really slow down. Even even the Wes Welkers and Randy Mosses slow down. So maybe you're letting him go a year early and I'll have another good year this year for a team, but he at tops has one good year left. And with your cap situation, you, you need to move on. So I think of, and then, yeah, the other ones I'll, I'll mention uh, star and Harrison both going, you're rebuilding your whole one technique. So I think there's going to be some challenges there, but I think that's the right move. Wallace Wallace was good. Uh, I think you're going to have Dane Jackson battling a high round pick and may the best man win. And hopefully that at least gets you close to Levi Wallace. I will give my one last thought on this, which is all the implication of these released players. Going into training camp, the Bills will have approximately $20 million in dead cap money already before they even make training camp cuts. So, uh, again, it's more of just marveling at how the hell they can afford Von Miller and all the other talent they have on this team. But, um, yeah, we'll be interested in seeing how the the cap situation plays out in the next uh, year or two with these moves. Can I ask you briefly, and then Scott can comment on this too, Mm -hmm. what do you take away from the Star Latulale experiment? Was that was that like a good signing? Was it? A, I mean, was it bad? I don't think it killed us. He, he never lived up to expectations, or he only and he missed the whole year. Up. Yeah, he right. missed the whole year. He only sparingly lived up to expectations. But what did we have in the middle after Darius? It was not effective, right? <laughs> you know, and Williams was a three technique guy who is not going to do much. They desperately need a one technique guy. He gave them that. He was an improvement over what was there before. But yes, uh, he missed all of 2020. He started off 2021 like a house of fire. And then as Brandon Beans flat out said, after he got back from COVID, he was a different player. You know, he, yeah. he did not have the moves he did. So I would not categorize the successful signing, 
But of the all-time free agent busts the Bills have signed, I would also not put this in that category. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it was it didn't work out the way that we wanted, but that didn't mean it wasn't a good move or that it was anyone's fault. Like it just it didn't work out with with COVID and with with a couple other things. Um, in terms of just general thoughts on on the, the guys who are gone, yeah, I mean it is. Um, you know, it's a bit. I will say it's a bit of a separation from the Carolina era, um, which mm-hmm. is. I think a good positive step in kind of like the maturity of the team, though bringing back Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips is also kind of like running it back to like early McDermott days a little bit. So it's not, it's not <laughs> still, still a lot of familiar faces around. Um, so it's not a complete break. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Beasley, someone was going to have to go. Mackenzie or Beasley was going to have to go. And, and, and uh, I think they both have their moments I think Mackenzie is younger by a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, and also just um, has a little more. I mean, not a lot of special teams value. He's obviously had his 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 um, moments back on special teams as well, but at least he has some value there, and um, you know, obviously can 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 do some some good things in the slot as well. Not he's not going to be the same guy as Beasley. He's not. He can't do the same things Beasley did, but he can do some good things and we, we couldn't keep them both. Assuming now that Davis moves in to your, your number two wide receiver across from Diggs, I think running it out there with uh, McKenzie Davis and Diggs, that's a, that's a really solid top three. Um, and then you, you, you know, we, we find some depth guys somewhere to, to fill it out. I don't think uh, between Howard and Knox that helps you give your, your fourth option. Um, you know, I think, I think I like how the offense is put together, and I think we'll survive without uh, without Beasley. It's funny because with, with the addition of Howard, it you have to start thinking about, well, are they really going to pursue another wide receiver, right? Because, mm. I mean, they, they will. They'll add a wide receiver. They don't have enough for the room, so to speak. But they might do a lot of three wide receiver, two tight end sets, and it mm-hmm. will be – Diggs and and Davison and McKenzie and mm-hmm. I don't know like it was it's just kind of funny to think that like the offense might be changing in that in that way you know I'm sure they'll they'll need at least one more but maybe that's Jake Kumarow I don't know I I, I doubt it but uh, he, he's around for sure um let us move on to do we want to talk about the weird uh Washington running back who came and didn't come oh I didn't even put him on the we had so much time. I didn't even put him on the agenda. Yeah, Good, forget McKissick, him. That was, yeah, screw you, yeah, Danny. Never talk about you again. Look up the story about him because it appears his agent and the Washington commanders uh, played some real nonsense. And he never really wanted to come, wanted to stay in Washington. So <clears throat> he gets a bum rap with Buffalo for no reason. Um, but we'll leave that to the, the listener to look up if they care about it. Uh, let us move on to the AFCs. The Patriots have made no big moves. The biggest move the Patriots have made has been Matthew Judon's uh, Twitter account, where <laughs> he posts gif after gif of frustration as people sign elsewhere. <laughs> it's really kind of like almost endeared me to him. I'm like, I, I kind of. He's a good I, player. Yeah, I like Matthew Judon. He's thanks for. I know, but I mean, like as a person, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you know what? Like you might be okay. Like you're not just a Patriots player, you know, that I have to be annoyed with in your red sleeve. Like you're kind of funny. So um, they, they've sort of done nothing. Maybe maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll make that big Ryan Bates move 
and uh, everything will be all set. But why should they worry? Because, of course, Mac Jones is elite. Um, they probably don't need anybody. Miami gets uh, Teddy Bridgewater in, as quarterback. Definitely, definitely not there to replace Tua Tagovailoa. No, no, just to back up, of course. <laughs> Although they announced they were out of the, the Deshaun Watson um, sweepstakes like two days before he ended up being cleared of all uh, criminal charges anyway. Um, I thought that was funny, but I'm, I'm, we'll have to see what that does. They also get Cedric Wilson Jr. from Dallas. The Jets, uh, CJ Uzma or Uzoma. I, I can never pronounce it either. Yeah. Scott, do you have any pronunciation? Uzo- I, I, there's a Bengals fan at the office. I think it's Azuma. Azuma. Azuma, okay, yeah. Azuma, Azuma. And Lakin Tomlinson, uh, that's a t- tight end and a guard. So, Frankly, no notable moves. Like, yeah. I, at this point, if you're if if the Bills They're don't sweep, in. if the bill if the Bills don't go six and zero against the East, I don't know. Like yeah, Sean McDermott should have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he should have to lose a pinky finger. I I'm just gonna say it. Like I think you know we don't fire him, but you got to put your hand out there and you lose okay. a finger or a tip of a finger for every AFC East loss this year because these teams are not good right. and. I mean, Miami, Miami and the Jets are well positioned in the draft, but the, I don't think whoever they add in the draft is going to make up the distance they need to make. No, to get not off. this year. Certainly not the Jets. Yeah. No, it's certainly mean, not the, the Jets. Jets. Yes. The Dolphins' I, problems are so deep to the core based on what's come out this offseason yeah. that, I, I mean, that franchise is just, I mean, like, I mean, Flores, like, you know, we handled them at, at various points, but there was a lot of talent on that team and they played hard for him. Um, but that, that it's clear that that franchise is just a giant fucking joke right now. So yeah. it, they're, they're, that's just a, a dumpster fire, even more so than the Jets, who at least seem like they're at least you could say, like, maybe the coach is on the right track of Salah being a guy who's not a complete moron. Yeah, they seem to know that they're a dumpster fire and have taken steps. I think the 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 remaining one is sort of the the Patriots are kind of they they don't even know to know that they're a dumpster fire yet. Like they <laughs> they are in like a I don't want to say brain damage, but they are like they they think for some reason it's 2015 and. They don't. They just are like throwing these lowball numbers at these players and saying, "Come play the Patriot way." And everyone's like, "Fuck you! I'm not going there. Are you crazy?" And yeah, here I think Frank might have cut out on his mic, so I'll just jump in here uh, as he fixes the thing. But yeah, I was looking at the Patriots. Head. I was like, Matthew Judon, your top paid guy, it makes perfect sense. I've had Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar. Janu Smith, Isaiah Wynn, and David Goodshow are your other guys making 10 million plus. So those guys are fine, but are these your top salary guys? And then you go down the list and it's just like, yeah, you're trying to make up the difference on a Bills team that you managed to beat in a bad weather game and then just get absolutely destroyed in the playoffs. Like, I felt like the Pats were saying that we don't really have an interest in making the moves that we need to make this year. They, can you hear me in my back? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, great. They, They've done nothing like no team in this in this division has made a step forward to close the gap with Buffalo. And I think there is just something in Boston that feels like they don't really have to close the gap with Buffalo. (laughs) And and the gap is massive. Like the gap is really the last two games they played. It is not the first game. It was a 30 point gap in the playoffs. (laughs) Right. And the only people that don't 
get that are literally sitting on the desk at NBC Sports Boston. And <laughs> I I can't wait to see what that guy says. I've forgotten his name already. I'll have to look it up again. But I am sure that that guy has got some back-ass formula for why the Patriots are still the best. But uh, it's just, it just couldn't happen to a nicer team. What can I say? Um, okay. We are 43 minutes in, and now shit is going to get serious. <laughs> we are going to go around the fucking universe here with the nonsense that is the rest of the NFL. Um, I am gonna, I'm gonna navigate this to to end up at the at the AFC West, which is where I want to end up. Um, the first thing is Tom Brady unretired, which <laughs> the moment my Ooh. friend who's a Titans fan said. Oh, can aren't you glad that he's gone? I said, I believe it when he doesn't actually take the field. And sure enough, a month, not a month later, one fight with Giselle or having to pack lunch for the kids or <laughs> whatever it was, um, he comes back. Sal Capaccio's son, I'm just seeing this on Twitter. It's hilarious. He's eight, Max. He wrote a letter for his teacher. He says, Dear NFL, Max Capaccio, Buffalo, New York. I think if you retire after one month, you cannot come back. For example, Tom, <laughs> he retired for two months and he came back to the NFL. My friends who think so, too. And then all of his friends signed it saying my art teacher and all. And to me, that is genius because, of course, it shouldn't be the case. Like you should have to like, you know, whatever. I, the conspiracy theory is that he felt like if he retired, that the Tampa would either trade him or cut him and let him go and he'd be able to resign somewhere else. And once it was clear that that was not going to happen. He decided football in Tampa was better than no football. And so he returned and they called his bluff. Uh, so Brady unretires. Um, Carson Wentz goes to the Washington commanders. Uh, so he'll, he'll be very happily completing inexplicably long third downs and having bad games, but somehow winning. Um, the Jags spent a lot of money, and Tyrod Taylor went to the Giants. So good for him. He's going to be with um, with uh, Brian Dable. Let's stop there. What do we think so far? What do we think so far? This is, yeah, you haven't even gotten to the end. I see why you're saving the FC West stuff for last. But yeah, right. this is all, so much isn't, like, the Wentz, okay, hey, you're going to save us in Indy. Oh, you know what? No, never mind. We're going to put you to Washington. There's still demand for him, too, which is what's crazy. That like is He's crazy. about to go on his third team. And then, um, you know, I'm trying to write. Yeah, the Brady on retirement uh, was, you know, it was fourth on my list of things that I sent on the agenda. That's how ridiculous that is. That the greatest quarterback of all time unretiring doesn't even make a top three. But now all of a sudden, Tampa Bay, who I was kind of pushing to the back a little bit, is like, well, without Brady, they're just not going to be as good. Um, you know, I they're all of a sudden back in the agenda. Passing Zay them Jones. In for 10 wins and yeah. I think we just to briefly, uh, it's the less we talk about Jacksonville, the better. But I have to bring up that Zay Jones, who the Bills released yes. because they or they traded him for a late round pick because they wanted to uh, give Duke Williams now in the CFL with Saskatchewan <laughs> more playing time, a three year, twenty four million dollar contract with fourteen million dollars guaranteed. 
That is just like saying we have money to spend and we're going to spend it and we don't care how. That is, it's like a Derek Dockery yes. type. To be cl- um, to be clear, this is an indictment of Jacksonville you're making, yes. not Buffalo for letting go of Zay Jones. <laughs> no, yes, you have to be very very clear about that. And Zay Jones is fine to be on an NFL roster, sure. Yes. He's not that. Oh, but, okay. He had a couple of really cool catches in Las Vegas. Yep. He did. He had a big catch in overtime to win the first game, and he was, and then he got more playing time because all of Las Vegas's receivers got arrested. Um, and then <laughs> Christian Kirk, the other big signing, four years, seventy-two million dollars, twenty million dollar signing bonus, uh, thirty million guaranteed uh, for a wide receiver whose career high was what about six hundred some yards ish. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. A- they're like a hockey team that needs to make the floor, right? Like they're just like, give <laughs> give us the contracts. Come, we'll take them. We gotta make the floor. It's like the Buffalo Sabers acquiring a guy who retired four months earlier because they needed to get to the salary floor, they which the Buffalo his Sabers contract. actually right. did this year. Yes. Yes. Um, Scott. So yeah, I'm done. All I all I will say is like as frustrating as it is to see Brady do the do the uh, the Grandpa Simpson kind of you know in and out kind of uh or the <laughs> or, or the or the or the um or the the barney uh at the bar you know mo tosses him out and he just he sh- turns around he shows up it. right but yeah yeah um as much as that's frustrating he does raise the hope that i think is arguably better than like if he leaves i mean losing a playoff game like whatever like it's 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 not great but like it's not leaving on top but it's also like he had a fantastic season last year mm-hmm. the prospects of him having a really shitty season are out there yeah i'm just saying like it's i mean not he like, lost to the super bowl champions in the playoffs too it's not like he was embarrassed there was a close yeah game. yeah it was yeah exactly like he wasn't he, nothing i mean honestly nothing's off the fastball like maybe he, he lost a little bit but but obviously he's still good but like I kind of want to see him fail, right? Yeah. Like, don't you want to see that's him run trap, it back? Scott. One, that, that's how he's gotten us for the last ten of the twenty-five years. <laughs> I know <laughs> it has to happen at some point. It Scott's has to happen. Actually, he can't be fifty in doing this. I know. Well, look, at some point, I just chased it. If he, uh, if he needs to be taken off on a, if he insists on being taken off the field on a stretcher, someone is going to oblige him because. <laughs> You. This is a game where it seems like it's just at some point you hit a wall or the wall hits you. And Von Miller. Yeah, in, in the Super Bowl, right? Maybe maybe that's his lasting legacy. Um, okay. Now, oh, Aaron Rodgers signed for. So Josh Allen had 150 million dollars guaranteed. That was the most guaranteed money in a in a NFL contract ever. Then Aaron Rodgers became. The biggest paid quarterback ever. He has $150.8 million guaranteed. He stays in Green Bay, which, of course, he's hated and wanted to leave and all this shit. And then Devontae Adams was sent to the Vegas Raiders for a bunch of stuff. So we don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to. He apparently knew that was going to happen. And so that's that. And then so just keep that little note in your head that he he, of course, is the most guaranteed money ever in a in a quarterback contract 150.8 million then let's get to the AFC West which absolutely has gone nuclear 
Um, we I don't even think all of these changes are, are in here, and that's they're, they're not. In fact, there's one you're about to mention, which is one of the best defensive and edge rushers in the game being traded to one of the AFC West teams. And I didn't think to add to the agenda until after, like seconds before I hit send to you guys. Yes, you've got Khalil Mack going to the, the right. Chargers. That was the one I forgot until the very end. I'm like, right. oh, that's right. That happened too. And JC Jackson going to the Chargers, which impresses me less, to be honest. I know he's good, <laughs> but I only ever see him suck. So whatever. Um, so that's the Chargers adding to their already pretty good defense. Okay. Then you've got... Then you've got Russell fucking Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Um, he, he just was done in Seattle, and they were like, great, get out of here. They sent him to to Denver. We've already talked about uh, the, the Vegas Raiders adding Devontae Adams. Um, and then the um, – where where I've lost it. Where is it? Yeah, it's right after the Devontae Adams line on yeah, the agenda. They're going oh. for uh, yeah, Chandler Jones goes to the Raiders, <laughs> right? Edge rusher Chandler Jones, because the Bills thought they were going to get him forever. Um, which isn't to say, of course, that the Chiefs have also added a few people. I, yeah, I didn't even bother to put them on here just because they weren't top 30. <laughs> the Chiefs were already at the top of the class. So now you have <clears throat> you have all four of those teams in the West. I mean, even the, I think the Raiders are probably still at the I don't know. We'll have to see what Russell Wilson. Yeah, does Raiders were a, were a playoff, the second place team, and on in the playoffs last week. So. They might be fourth now. They might yeah. be fourth on my list out of four teams. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, Deshaun Watson, who was definitely going to go to Atlanta or New Orleans, I think a partial combination of Tom Brady showing up, and maybe the real factor. Cleveland offering 230 million guaranteed dollars to him sends him to Cleveland. They do this while they have Baker Mayfield, who ultimately they probably didn't want to sign an extension with, but he was their quarterback. And for like at least two or three days, it looked like Baker Mayfield hated their guts and Deshaun Watson wasn't coming. So what did they do? They, they, they added about 60% of guaranteed money to the Aaron Rodgers contract and said, here you go. Can't wait for you to serve your six to eight game suspension, if not longer. And hopefully you're the same guy you were two years ago. In the <laughs> AFC West, you have got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's the schlep. Derek Carr right. would be the best quarterback in the AFC South. Is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Those are the four in the West. In the in the North, you have Lamar Jackson. You now have Deshaun Watson. You have um, the Bengals guy who is Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, he was just in the Super Bowl, of course. And you have okay, Mitchie Biscuits. Okay. If you take the top three in each group, one of those quarterbacks is not going to make the playoffs. Because somebody in the South is going and somebody in the East is going. And there's only three, there's only room for three more after the two teams that win the division. So wrap your head around that. (laughs) The AFC, I think this works out beautifully for the Bills. I'm sorry, I've been talking for a lot. I love that the idea, I believe the AFC West is going to have a 
10 game winner and two nine game winners and whoever Buffalo plays is going to be playing them in Buffalo. And I'm happy about it because they are all over there stuck in the corner. Um, Scott, I hope, uh, I, I don't know how much of that news made it across the pond, but it's a lot. It's a lot of news. I have unfortunately not been able to keep up with as much of the NFL free agency news as I'd like. So thank you for that helpful wrap up. Just so um, you know, but, Baker Mayfield still a Cleveland Brown. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be, uh, I mean, I think obviously, yeah, it, it is, it is going to be interesting to see kind of how that all works out and how the AFC West shakes out. I am a hundred percent confident that the bills can be at any of those teams. Uh, I think, I think they're all, I mean, like the Chargers are a good squad. Obviously the Chiefs are a good squad. Uh, I think the Raiders will be good as well with Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr. Obviously my boy, Russell Wilson, um, he's, he's got a little bit of work to do because Denver didn't have a ton of talent other, you know, really at all. I think last year, um, other than I think what was Bridgewater was their quarterback, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not really I mean, Russell can do a lot with a lil. Um, he did that for a couple of years in, in Seattle. But um, I don't I don't I don't see them coming out of that division the way it's stacked right now. So that I'm you know, it'll help Russell's future um, presidential candidacy when he's got you know, he can claim like four states of him playing football yep. in. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not not sure about this Denver move for him. But that's that's it. Um, I just am seeing the, don't forget, of course, that in addition to giving to Sean Watson, $230 million, it is a trade. So more things are being moved around. It looks like, according to Adam Schefter, three first round picks will be coming from the Browns, a third round pick and potentially a fifth round pick. That's bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand what they think they're going to do. I don't understand it. Who's he going to throw to? Where? Who's going to block for him? Okay. All right. Whatever. It's, it's their, it's their town. We welcome any Browns fans that have moral. um, Again, we didn't even like really talk about like the possible moral, moral reprehensibility of, 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 you know, employing Deshaun Watson, we'll leave that for other podcasts or maybe a, um, somebody else to discuss. But if you're a Cleveland fan and you'd like to be a Bills fan now, you're welcome. It's a good time to join. Come on over. Yes. Um, okay, that's all the free agency I can handle. I know that there's got to be more stuff, but um, that's all the shit I can handle right now because <laughs> it's a lot. Um, can we can we do a this day in Bills headline, Paul? Yeah. And- We'll go because Scott is up very late. Scott is Scott is burning the midnight oil now. He's he's literally burning midnight oil. He's officially recording from tomorrow. So Scott, if you get any f- news about where Baker Mayfield lands, <laughs> please let us know. Yeah, two two years in, still still loving the Scott's four hour ends, five yeah. hour head jokes. <laughs> well, this is the Never first time we're recording on two different days, so I'm excited. This is true. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Frank said he was sick of free agency, but too bad because we're going to talk about free agency from previous years now, but that's okay. 
So this will be a good test of your Bill's knowledge and uh, what, what they've done in previous years. Uh, and I will give you the uh, hint ahead that none of these names are as big as Vaughn Miller. So here we go. Going back to 2021, one year ago, Bill's tender contract offer to restricted free agent guard blank. No, he was re-signed what? to a full deal. This is a 26-year-old who started a career-high seven games for Buffalo in 2020. Brian Bates. Nope, he didn't start till oh. this year. We've oh. talked about this guy. Oh, 2020. I'm confused on my years because of the pandemic. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, we have mentioned him. We had a. We talked about him for maybe two minutes on this pod. Ford. No. Mike Butker. Mike Butker. There we go. There we go. Oh. All right. Jeez. Sorry. 2020. You had yeah. high hopes. We're already. We're already. Yeah. Exactly. I. I almost locked in now. I almost, yeah, okay, mentioned these, yeah, I almost mentioned these two gentlemen in our defensive line analysis, but did not because I wanted to, I didn't want to spoil it for you guys. 2020 bills to sign defensive linemen blank and blank. See if you can just oh, start naming names. And before I give any hints here, okay. Mario Addison. Nope. Nope. Good guess though. I think he was, yeah, he would have been 2020 or 29. I can't even remember when Addison was. He's our guys who spent a lot of time on two the years interior. ago. Yes, it's Trent Murphy. Trent Murphy was an edge guy. Uh, says he's looking on the interior of the line. Oh, okay, tackle. Sorry, I thought you said line, so I was thinking the whole line. Um, Um, one of them did occasionally play outside, but they mainly with the Bills played inside. One played with the Bills through this season. The other played with the Bills one season and then played with the Raiders last year. Justin Zimmer. No, no. Clinton Jefferson. Quinn Jefferson. All right. For, okay. Uh, Scott got the one. And then the other guy. The other guy who played the, the other guy last that we signed. Years. Yep. He was often a healthy yeah. scratch this year, but he was there the whole season. Oh, it was, it was in that. Yeah. Fuck. Um, why do I remember Jefferson and not the other guy who actually played more <laughs> games for us? And we didn't cut after the first year. Bobby um, Hart. No, I know he's not a defensive. No. no. Um, um Think of the character Tim Curry played in Clue. Oh, I love that movie. He was the butler. Oh, Vernon Uh, Butler. Vernon Butler. There we go. All right. It's okay. Here we go. We're going to go back to 20. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Good times all around. Let's go. All right. 2018. Teddy Bruschi does not see blank playing for Buffalo Bills. This guy, I do not see in Buffalo, said Bruski. I do not see in Buffalo a kid that's from Southern California coming all the way to Buffalo to play. And sure, you don't have a choice. Most players, most positional players don't have a choice. But if a quarterback makes a stink and says, I don't want to play yeah. there, don't draft me, I'd rather be in Denver, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm mainly doing this to show the ADC generator of Teddy Bruski. Um, but it Maybe is he not... was trying to will it to happen. All right. Maybe I will give the hint that it is not Josh Allen. Um, oh, so... Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, Southern California, since Josh is Northern California. That's so, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, he was actually right, Bruski, but his, he was dumb. There's another great headline, analyzing why the Jets trade up is bad news for Brandon Bean, which is true, because remember, he traded up ahead of the Bills so they could draft a quarterback, but then they, they did the Jets thing and drafted the wrong quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, another guy I almost mentioned, we were talking about offer sheets, 2015. <laughs> Blank reportedly lands a five-year, $38 million offer sheet from Bills that Dolphins can match. Say that Say that again? Sure. Blank reportedly lands five-year, $38 million offer sheet from Bills that Dolphins can match. 
The Dolphins so did not someone draft, drafted by the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Right. That the Bills mm-hmm. offered a contract to. Yep, signed and, into and, a very rich offer sheet and hoping that the Dolphins would not match. And what year was this again? 2015. 2015. Charles Clay. Charles yes. Clay. Good job. I was, I was. I. I kept wanting to say Robert Royal because I was. Stu- I knew it was a tight end and I knew it wasn't him. <laughs> I was trying to get my brain to go past Robert Royal. Some mediocre Bills tight end of which there are <laughs> dozens, literally dozens. All right. Uh, 2010. This will be a tougher one. See if we can get it. Bills add blank to D line. Uh, Blank had visited the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos, but didn't get offers because he didn't pass their physicals. Blank told the Times that the Ravens want him to have neck surgery after undergoing spinal fusion surgery two years ago, where C3 and C4 vertebrae were fused and his disc was removed with another surgery. Jack Eichel. Yeah, I was, oh man, I was going to make that joke, (laughs) but Frank beat me to that joke. Insists he's healthy enough to play without a major risk. So this is kind of a hybrid DT defensive end guy in the mold of the previously mentioned Vernon Butler. He started 24 games over two seasons with the bills. Uh, he went to Carolina, played there four years, started a lot of games. And his last game was actually their, uh, the Panthers Super Bowl loss to Denver. 2004 round two pick by the Ravens out of Oregon state. Um, shares a um, name, shares a last name with a mediocre bills quarterback of the same general era. Holcomb? No. Um, <laughs> not, not, um, not Justin Bannon, right? Nope. Um, Bannon was, I... was Bannon was, Bannon was a defensive tackle who played for the Ravens and Bills, so you're, you're sniffing That's at the right That's a good guess, at least, yes. Um, Lewis? Did we, did we sign Ray Lewis and I forgot? Not have Lewis? Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, not tool either. No. <laughs> I'm not sure I got this one. All right, Alfred uh, Manuel. <laughs> no. Go go to the twenty aughts, late twenty aughts quarterbacks. You're getting closer with Holcomb. Oh. Well, you had uh, Lostman and Captain Checkdown. Edward. Oh, was yep. it Al Edwards? It was Edwards. Ron Edwards. Was, Ron Edwards. Oh, Ron Edwards is a great guess because he was another defensive tackle who played for the Ravens and the Bills, but it's Dewan Edwards. Come on. I know. I said Come it was on, tough. Man. I feel bad for that Jeez. one now. All right. We got a, a good few. One. A good yeah. One. We got a few to go here. Uh, Bills must fear. Oof. This is 2009. Bills must fear that blank will never learn. The Bills are reportedly again coping with the preposterous contract demands of a player who's already under contract, and this looks to be as enjoyable as a yearly ritual as a gum scaling performed on the same day as a colonoscopy. So they were, this writer was upset about this player demanding a contract. Sounds like a Jerry Sullivan column to me. I'm sure it's a Jerry Sullivan (laughs) column. I didn't even look it up. Just the writing alone. And Um, it's like Jerry Sullivan. This is a completely terrible analysis. 2009. 2009. Player that will not a wide receiver, no. Running back, not a running back. <laughs> offensive player, so, offensive player. Someone <laughs> okay. the Bills definitely, you know, should have paid uh, the money to. Oh, Jason uh, Peters. Jason, Jason Peters. Peters. Yep. Um, this will be a tough one. I'll read the hint, but just start doing your usual thing in naming mid twenty aughts offensive linemen after I finish. Um, okay. Two thousand five. Guard Blank visits Bills. A true free agent success story, Blank has started 46 games and signed with the Ravens as a free agent in 2001. More Ravens. 
played this guy he played one season with the Bills. He played all 16 games and started 14. He had one more year in Miami and then was out of the league. This, Derek this Dockery? Part, yeah, keep going. You know, you, you know, you might still want Walker. <laughs> no, he was a yeah. I don't know if either of you ever played Dark Souls, but th- this is kind of reminding me of that, where Paul just keeps killing you, and then you just got to get up <laughs> and, and keep playing because it's, it's like right. And then I look at walk my... into the room, and the skeleton just stabs you again. <laughs> you're dead. Uh, uh, okay. Um, okay. Undrafted free agent by Baltimore out of Tennessee State. He was a starter all four years in Baltimore. Uh, if you're a fan. Greg uh, Urbeck was Wisconsin. That's no. a good, yeah, that was the right era, though. If you're a fan of the, like, 70s and 80s cheesy British comedy, you might guess this person's first name. Faulty? Faulty. Yeah. That name was Basil, <laughs> first of all. Well, okay. Basil Faulty. Uh, no. Um... Do, uh, uh, Nigel, uh, do, do, uh, do, do, do. he's a linebacker. Yeah. All right. Uh, jump in here because we're getting long. I was yeah. thinking of Benny Hill, which is why I was doing the music, and it's Benny Anderson. Benny Anderson. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. If you would have said brilliant sketch comedy, I would have had a better. Oh show. yes, brilliant sketch mm. comedy. That is that is the legacy of the Benny Hill show. Sir. Yes. We'll, we'll discuss that offline. Yes. Okay. 2004, Blank Chosen is Bill's radio color commentator. Broadcasting has always appealed to him. He majored in communications at the University of Pittsburgh, and he may also decide to coach along with his radio work for the Bills. He will also break down film on a voluntary basis for new coach Mike Malarkey and meet early in the week with the team's quarterbacks. The good thing is I get to stay in Buffalo. Alex Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt, yeah. the current mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for Deshaun Watson. Um, so there's a trivia tidbit there. All right, two more to go. 2002, blank rips Rams for underpaying him. I played for the minimum and never said anything because of my love for the game of football. The Rams knew they were underpaying me. Based on what I did for the Rams, I wish they would have shown me more appreciation. I'd given the Rams way more than they could ever give me. Sometimes you have to say, enough's enough. There's no more blue light special. They sucked me dry for four years. So this is a free agent who came to Buffalo, spent five years with the Bills, Started all 80 games uh, during the five years uh, that he played here. Then went to Washington for seven years. Started all 112 games that Washington played then. He London Fletcher Baker. London Fletcher Baker, yep. I, did, I forgot he was a Ram. There you go. Yeah. Where he came from. Uh, ending on a dark note. Sorry, this was the uh, only headline I could find to round it out. 1997, Bill's linebacker charged after domestic dispute. Note, uh, there's no uh, domestic violence in this on a person. So, uh, you know, this, this is actually not as dark as it could be. Sure. Uh, police arrested Buffalo Bill's linebacker blank in his Cheektowaga apartment Monday afternoon after he went into a violent rage following an argument. Uh, a third-year linebacker, 24 years old, from North Carolina State had to be subdued with pepper spray, said police, who accused him of being loud and abusive and pulling down his pants. He yes. charged with felony criminal mischief because of the dollar amount of the damage. It occurred at 4.15 p.m. at the Slade Creek Apartments, uh, and he pulled phones from the wall, punched holes in the wall, and ripped doors apart. Not good. Was he drafted, or was he... He was drafted. He, okay. was, the, he was the next big thing before he got a bad case of uh, drop foot in practice. He was. Uh, he's, he had, a, I think, 20-something tackles for the Bills in his last career game, and then he hurt himself in practice with drop foot, 
And it was the same practice where they told Chris Spielman he would never play again. And neither of those guys say. ever played again. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the other Spiel- guy in the locker, the other guy in the locker room, right? Yeah. Was it Pop or Pop wasn't drafted by the Bills? Nope. Um, nope. This is a younger guy. He unfortunately yeah, was, passed away in 2001. Uh, it was his life of violence did not end, unfortunately, in 1997. But, no, I don't think I'm going to get this. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Famed wrestler. Uh, Sean McDermott would have loved him. Damian Covington, uh, New Jersey Damian state Covington. champion wrestler, right. uh, played three seasons with the bills, had 23 tackles in his last game against the Broncos. And then his career was over. And that was this day in bills headlines of March 18th. All right. We're a little rusty. It's the off season. Yeah. We're a little rusty. It's all right. That's okay. Some we'll of those are tough. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to Juan Edwards. I'll be honest. Okay. And Benny Anderson would have been a stretch for me too especially with the way you describe Benny Hill. But we, again, we'll discuss that on our other podcast, Maybe Next Punchline. Uh, (laughs) If you liked this episode of Maybe Next Year, that uh, was awesome. You can tell your friends about it by telling them to follow MNY Bills or just send them a link to the podcast or however you want to do it. Smoke signals will work. Um, I I don't know if – I would hope that we're going to get a podcast in before the draft. Oh, I'm sure we would. The draft is what? Late April? Like the late last April? week of okay, April. So good. I think we've yeah. got more than a month. We'll do we'll the usual preview in. and preview. Yeah. I would really hope to have a who's bad take done by then as well. It's work has been All a right. little crazy, but I think I'm going to have some who's bad take to play. Um, and then we'll discuss some of that. And we really appreciate listening. Hope you're out there. You're doing safe. You're being well. Uh, Until then, thank you so much for listening and be excited about these Buffalo Bills. They are certainly putting in the effort to um, get this team over the top. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everybody.